0: Dermil and Dave Conversation Crack And the music you love Today FM It all happens here Today
1: Let's talk to the brilliant Andrew Lowes from Today FM News, uh, who went off yesterday and found out a load of interesting things down at the BT Young Scientist Exhibition. Hello, Andrew. Good morning. BT Young Scientist Exhibition. Yeah, one of my favourite times of the year. Did it's you ever just, do it as a
2: kid? I never actually got to do it as, as a kid, and um, ever since I started working in journalism and I've got to go to it, I've actually been raging that I never got
1: to do it. <laughs> were we not allowed to do it because you were one of the cool troublemaker kids, or you just weren't smart enough?
2: No, just it wasn't really promoted in our School at right. the time, so it was just—it's just one of those things that we just never really. No, it was one, kind of one of those things. If you had an idea, go with it, but it was—it was never really put out there. I know what you mean? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I'm raging, I never really got to
3: do it, but I love it. It's brilliant. My scientific expertise never went beyond the national school nature table, uh, <laughs> where you'd bring in rotting leaves and then uh, put them inside something, and then later on you could see how many green fly actually died by counting the specks of blood. Wow. Incredible. That's yeah. Now, why that wasn't
1: uh, showcased in the BT I don't know. Young Scientist Exhibition? Have, I have no idea. we could have cleaned yeah, up. But what shit.
3: kind of stuff are they doing?
2: Well, they're doing. They're, uh, well, most of the teams are what you kind of expect. So you would have um, like the environment, sustainability, mental health, social media. Mm-hmm. And, but there was one that really stuck out to me. One particular team, and it's vaping. Oh. So it emerged as one of the most popular teams and I had a look at one of the projects that was covering this. So this one is from Amy Farrell and Leanne Mahan from FCJ Secondary School in Wexford. And they looked at whether vaping is helping teenagers quit smoking or is it a gateway into smoking itself. Right. So they did a survey of over thirteen hundred 11 to 19 year olds across schools in Wexford, Dublin, Kilkenny and even in the Southeast Technological University as well and uh, we will hear from both of these girls now and we'll start with uh, Leanne who went through some of the results of that survey.
3: The survey was targeted at 11 to 19 year olds for those who vape, smoke, do both and those who do neither and we were looking at the characteristics of vaping and smoking habits and how they were developed and then an overall kind of idea of the awareness that adolescents have about vaping.
2: And what did you find in the survey then?
3: Well, we found some really interesting results, like if you can see here, so 84.3% of vaping respondents find it a habit, which we defined as a regular practice that's hard to give up. 20% of smoking and vaping respondents start vaping by the age of 11.
2: What did we find then about uh, vaping? Is it something that is habit-breaking or is it habit-forming?
3: Our research indicates that it is habit-forming because of the smoking
2: and vaping respondents 37.2% had started smoking before they started
3: vaping, had started vaping before they started smoking indicating that there's a gateway activity here.
1: Right, so that's targeted definitely at the audience that is yeah. in, the young scientists. And yeah, it was, it was just... Hopefully it was, a warning.
2: It was just really interesting in the, in how they got so many respondents to a survey. You know, if we got a press release in saying a survey of 1,300 people, that'd be deemed a really good sample yeah, size. So absolutely. And uh, they said that the results did concern them as well and that it, it, it actually highlights the need for legislation to regulate vaping products. Yeah, definitely.
3: Well, you have a third of teenage smokers who started Smoking through vaping. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Pretty pretty for itself. startling evidence. So, there. so what else did you see?
2: So there was another one that really stood out to me when I was flicking through them and uh, I saw Mario Kart. Oh, what a game. And immediately I was like, I'm in.
1: <laughs> so
2: this one was conducted by Owen O'Neill, Porig Flaherty and Brooke Dowling from Castle Comer Community School in Kilkenny. And uh, in this they were looking at, uh, so they were trying to find out if gamers react differently to when they're playing on their own or when they're playing with friends. Mm. So they chose the chaos of Mario Kart to, as their base <laughs> in this one and uh, they were looking at you know lap times and heart rates and other factors when uh, their participants were playing either individually or in a group setting so uh, Owen is going to speak to us here now and he spoke about what they found in their research
3: It's more competitive as people who are playing individually their heart rate was lower that means they were more calm While while most of the heart rates the higher ones were in against other people since they were comp- competing one another, and the thought of that process is: I want to beat the other person. I want to be the better. I want to improve. So we see an exce- an accelerate of increase in performance and a decrease in time. Yeah. Than individual
1: performance. All right, so playing against someone will make you a better Mario Kart player. Exactly. Yeah,
3: that was right.
2: essentially what they found. It's just it was one of those. I just it was so interesting.
3: <laughs> well, I could definitely, you know, um, agree with that survey in terms of if you've ever gone online to say play one of the Star Wars games. No right. You know where if you're just playing it yourself against the computer, it's stressful enough. But as soon as you get dropped into the guys who play it for eighteen hours a day, <laughs> <laughs> you last about four seconds and it's terrifying. Yeah. And you've got an adrenaline spike, cortisol, and your heart rate's about 180. Yeah, I tried <laughs> playing FIFA
1: online, I just got bored when like eight year old English kids just go, Go, you a kid, old man! Log off now. Okay, what else? What else did you see? So, this uh, next one was one of my favorite projects. It's
2: come from uh, Laura Kylie Ella Cotter, and Lucy Mellon in Loretto High School in Beaufort in Dublin. And what they did was they designed a kinetic energy powered power bank which athletes can strap onto their arms during their training sessions. And what happens is the energy that's stored from them moving around is then used to charge your phone. That is brilliant. It's unbelievable. (laughs) So how they came up with it was because they found that they were playing sports after school and having used their phone all day, they had no battery left Mm. when the training sessions were over so they couldn't organise a lift home or check bus timetables or anything like that. So we hear from Ella and Amy here on what they tested this on and actually how much
3: charge it provides to your phone. We tested it on many people. There was hockey and tennis We carried out surveys in our school to see what was the most popular sports before we tested them, and we created graphs using all of the data to calculate how much percentage was developed from all of these steps and what their Fitbits recorded for them.
2: And if they were to use all of the power stored in the power bank how much percent battery would you
0: have basically well depending on how much like energy you're going to put into your training sessions so in
2: other words how hard you're training yeah
0: so it's based on the amount of steps you're taking so obviously the person who's running up and down the pitch is going to be generating more power so on average we found around 14.8 percent power would be generated from one hour of intense exercise so you'd have to be trying your best
1: god you can add 15 percent to your phone
3: battery yeah But run well.
1: Depending on how hard you train.
3: I welcome this as a parent. I look forward to getting the call yet again from one of my kids who says, my phone's about to die. And you go, okay, run 5K. (laughs) (laughs) Then then I'll think about coming to pick you up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: One of the world's favourite topics ever is napping and and sleeping. So I know this is definitely one that people were interested in hearing It is, yeah. And this particular project on napping comes
2: from Colossia Column Kill in Ballyshannon in County Donegal. And in particular, TY student Alessandro Chan. So he took on a very brave task, I think it must be said. And he faced the wrath of many teenagers and adults by testing if naps are actually effective or if they're a waste of time. (laughs) So I was chatting to Alessandro briefly and he said the reason he wanted to test this out is actually he loves a nap himself. And um, I think it's fair that we just let him explain what he did and what he discovered.
0: So I tested 15 people um, and they napped three times, 20, 40 and 60 minute lengths. And I tested them for... Uh, reaction time, memory, and math speed. And uh, what happened is, with shorter naps, uh, there's really, really good increase decreases in reaction time, which is significant if you're fatigued, for example, if you're driving or anything. And for longer naps, I'm finding really fantastic increases in memory. So that really applies to secondary school students and college students when you're trying to learn material and study for exams and anything like that.
2: We hear those ads from the Road Safety Authority about
0: stop, sip and sleep. That holds from your study. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the pillars of my study. I wanted to validate that. And um, from my results, uh, I have. And uh, I, got a, I got a good decrease with a short nap. And if you took caffeine with that, the decrease would be even better. So the advice is solid, it is sound.
1: It's amazing that there's different types now. So the, the yeah. short nap will increase your reaction time and help you, like as, as he said, there we driving. It's a perfect yeah. example. A quick nap and you'll be way better. But if you want to remember and study better, you need a longer yeah. nap. it's it was it was mental. It was great. That's it was fascinating. Just, it's just um, I think that the best conclusion is we can nap away to our heart's content. <laughs> yes, <naps> galore <laughs> The Spanish have it right. The siesta exactly. is king.
3: Yeah. And next time your kids complain that you fall asleep, you have fallen asleep in the middle of yet another family movie, you can say, "I'm not asleep. I'm increasing my." Rate. Reaction
1: time. <laughs> Andrew, that was always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Minister, for going down and getting all that info for us. No problem at all. Cheers.
0: Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am. Today FM.